Welcome back to Total Party Kill. It's me, Tony Sindelar, a Dungeon Master. Today we are continuing and perhaps concluding one of our mini-adventures. It is The Gleam in the King's Eye. I will introduce our players, they will introduce their characters, and then I will give you a quick recap of the events that have led us to today's session. In the order that I am reading characters on the screen, which may or may not be initiative order, I don't remember if we need to re-roll or not, let me start with Monty Ashley. Hello, I am Monty Ashley. I am playing Krong, the bugbear rogue. He is a nightmare monster. It says so in the rules. Indeed. Next up, Erica Ensign. Hello, I am playing Reed Quarrel Kilgariff, a very, very tall human cleric to the god Kelimvor, who is the comforting god of death. And I'm super goth. Super goth. Also joining us, Glenn Fleischman. Howdy ho, I am playing Karakon, the wise a, a sorcerer who uh, may have some tendencies that lead him to collect tinfoil. Uh, also joining us, it's Annette Weirstra. Hi, Annette. Hello, I am playing Chomasa, a dragonborn ranger who has been waiting to use her dragon breath mm. on this, this battle. It's going to be super effective. From far away geographically, but near in our hearts, it's James Thompson. I play Samson Jotham, a gnome artificer, who is too proud of the technological terror he has constructed. Indeed, that being his robot panda, Pascal. And last but not least, Jason Snell. Jason, how are you now? Uh, good, and you? All right. I am playing. <laughs> I had to do it. I am playing. Yep. That was a reference. Uh, thank you for uh, giving me a reference to acknowledge. I am playing Cool Cat. <laughs> cool Cat likes to rock and roll. Cool Cat likes to dance and sing. Cool Cat likes to boogie boogie boo. Cool Cat likes to love a you. Also, he is a uh, a tabaxi bard. Um, indeed. And just checking, uh, how many more adventures is Cool Cat going to be in? This may be it. He's level three. <laughs> He's about to age well, out. Well, also, also, you could all die. So, what a um, shame. Could, I feel as if perhaps rules were set in place so we will never see Cool Cat again after this. You know, the important thing <laughs> is to uh, have a range of characters and players here at the mini adventures. I'm just trying to and, imagine uh, what Cool Cat would be like at level 12. Uh, maybe we'll jump forward we'll have like a a special uh maybe the the episode where you finally figure out the hand is like 20 years from now (laughs) cool (laughs) you come out of retirement one last job crack the mystery of the hand um all right in the gleam in the king's eye adventure you have been through many strange goings-ons in the basement catacombs and tunnels and passageways beneath White Sparrow Keep. Why are you here in White Sparrow Keep? Well, you run, you won a contest. Uh, Lord Marlon White Sparrow held a oh tournament of champions, uh, the prize of which is being labeled a good fighter, and uh, getting to have dinner with Lord Marlon White Sparrow. Uh, Lord Marlon White Sparrow is very enamored with uh, the history of the White Sparrow family, who apparently used to have even kind of more prestige and and be true kings and not just kind of local lords. Um, Lord Marlon White Sparrow is uh, fascinated by the idea of reclaiming the crown of the first king of the White Sparrow name, who he believes is entombed somewhere beneath the very keep he lives in. You traveled through the basements, you traveled through a wine center. Center? Wine cellar. You fought sentient wine, as you do. Uh, You looked in a creepy bathroom and didn't go in it. Uh, You had discussions with some kind of 
demonic being uh, <laughs> trapped in a magic circle. Uh, just like to note, uh, uh, Karakun, currently cursed from looking in a haunted bathroom. It's nobody else he hearing, hearing those children. It's just me. Nope. It's just me. Karakun will continue to hear scary. the sound of children crying Slightly until he resolves that, Slightly. which I think you're unlikely to do. And uh, you did uh, kind of make acquaintances with a uh, uh, with a demon. There was no binding agreement. But, you know, uh, Krog, I think he's on your LinkedIn network now is what I'm saying. Um, oh, great. You know. Yeah, certainly there's nothing contractual in place here. You owe him nothing. He owes you nothing. But, you know, that is not a bad person to have in your role. I'll get an automatic email from him when I go up levels. Mm. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, yeah, you, what you really don't want is the form letter for demon emails. Can I tell? Can I talk to you about an, uh, a really auspicious uh, opportunity we have here at company that has no money name? Um, He's a demon. He's probably one of those people that blogs on LinkedIn. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, are are demons venture capitalists, or is that like a, a bridge too far for them? Those are, those are vampires. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. That's uh, what Dracula was actually all about. Mm. Well, there was a lot of land investment. Leverage. People forget about how exciting the first couple chapters of Dracula was. A lot of real estate transactions, trade negotiations, and so on. Um, all right. <laughs> So you have been journeying through the various catacombs beneath White Sparrow Keep and arrived here at what seems to be the final chamber. There is a large stone mausoleum. Uh, glacial waters fall from a flow from a waterfall uh, surrounding said mausoleum. There's uh, uh, tall, cracked statues of knights standing around, and as you approach, a strange, ghostly specter phases through the walls of the mausoleum, looking perturbed at your arrival several skeletons have risen up uh from the the gravel like rocks around the floor of this cave and look ready to menace you i believe we have not rolled initiative yet and we should do that does that seem fair yes yes seems fair all right <laughs> i thought we had but i'm fine rolling it again i don't think we did especially since i did not for the uh uh maybe they just guys. don't get to go tony the whole fight? You think they're yeah. just there? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, Erica, you're really right about a lot of things, so I'm hesitant to... Actually, I, I take uh. it back. I just rolled a 20 on the die. So we're good. We're good. Uh, so we're good. I. We're good. I, said it I rolled I, actually. a 21, which is the number it already says <laughs> in the too. initiative order. Me too. High five, Monty. <laughs> I wanted to turn undead before anything else happened. Why are you guys going so fast? Now, I should... Glenn, do you remember at one point when your name was an actual anagram of Raccoon? I feel like it has gone through several iterations of other people typing it and has picked every time it picks up a consonant. It, uh, um, where is it? It is. Uh, no, that's accurate. It's almost. It's. I'm almost a raccoon. It is almost an anagram of a raccoon. Okay, I thought at one point it was well an justified. exact anagram. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be too obvious. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good, good. Well, <laughs> it's taken that. me until now to work that out, so. I just. Mm. Uh, all right. Has anyone not entered their initiative into the turn order? Um, it looks like. Uh, let me just read these off for people. Uh, Chomasa, you got 22. Samson Jotham, also 22. You can decide which of you goes first. Ooh, Skeletons also got 22. Uh -oh. So here's how that works. Whoever has the higher dex modifier gets to win that three-way tie. Uh, skeletons uh, have a plus two. I have a plus two. I have a oh, plus four. Uh, Plus four. Dance okay, off. so Bam. Uh, James, roll a quick d20. Skeletons roll a five. Your number to beat is five. I rolled an 11. 
All right. Classically higher than five. So the order will be Tomasa, Samson, Jotham, Skeletons, followed by Krong. Wow, you guys are really good at rolling the same numbers at each other. Uh, <laughs> Krong and Reed Quarrel. You can decide which of you goes first if you um, if you want. I mean, you can always delay an action. Followed by Cool Cat. Followed by the Spectre, presumably of the, the First Lord of White Sparrow. And last but not least, Karaka and the Wise. That look okay, think, everybody. I think least. I don't think you have to be mm. falsely modest. There. Uh, you can all hopefully see the map okay. You can see that there is a specter kind of hanging out uh, above the stream, right in front of the mausoleum, in proximity to Reed Coral and Krong. Uh, the rest of you kind of placed yourselves around the edges of this chamber. Lord Marlin White Sparrow cowers courageously uh, by the doorway. <laughs> so there are skeletons. In, within pretty close reach of all of you, uh, the skeletons are armed with, uh, it looks like they've got bo- an, an assortment of short swords and short bows. The skeletons are normal height. They are not short skeletons, just to clear. All right, uh, Chomasa, you are first. There's a skeleton that has kind of pulled itself uh, out of the, the gravelly rocks at your feet right near you and Cool Cat. Okay, so I have this spell that's a hunter's mark that I can use as a bonus action so can i do that before my turn absolutely and mark that skeleton yep and then a little symbol on it for you awesome it gives me an extra 1d6 of damage if i hit them and then i am going to get out my short sword and i rolled not a natural 20, but I did get a 20. All right. You hack and hew away at that skeleton. Please roll me damage. You get, do you get to attack twice? I do. Okay, so this is your first attack. First. Which Does Hunter's Mark, is it every attack or once per turn? Uh, it says, I think it's every attack. That's really good. Does your second attack use a bonus action to do it? No, I bet you I get a double attack. How? Because I have two-handed fighting. That normally the second attack is, is with the bonus action. I'm not the DL. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. Though. Oh, you're right. So I can do one attack this time anyways. So I rolled a... I don't... Is there a limit on the number of bonus actions you can take, Monty? Yeah, one. Oh, okay. Strict limit. You get action, bonus action, move. No, no, no. That's not true. It's not like move minor standard in fourth edition, because uh, not every, not everyone has any bonus actions. Th- that's true. You don't always have a way to use your bonus action. Okay, but if you, you do, get the option. you get you've one. used your bonus action. Okay, gotcha. Well, I rolled a seven damage with my one. Sword. And I will say that for your next turn, uh, because I assume you'll keep Hunter's Mark going, you do get that extra d six. Anytime you hit it with a weapon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so so like seven this damage time total. you hunt your mark and pull out one sword. Next time you pull out another sword in your hand. All right. So seven damage to that skeleton. Yes. You knock a good number of ribs off that skeleton. It looks. <laughs> it looks. It looks kind of kind of pathetic now. Anything else, Tomasa? That would be it. Samson Jotham, you are on the other side of the cavern. You and Pascal have a skeleton that has kind of popped up behind you. Right. Well, hmm. shall I take out that one? Why not? Let's try that. 
Uh, I pull out my trusty not a blaster um, and <laughs> uh, use a firebolt uh, against the skeleton just behind me. Uh, okay, is that a is there any uh, complications for using a ranged attack with somebody right next to you? That's a very good question. And if there was, then I would be attacking the one just uh, to the north of me. I think you would. I think you have the disadvantage anyway because there's something right next to you, and if you're trying mm-hmm. to shoot at something that's far away, if anybody next to you is going to be yeah, yes, sir, you, have Samson, you need to do a melee attack here, Samson. Your arm literally. You. I would just listeners. Players, don't worry about this. Listeners, I just like to point out, I did go back and listen to some of the early mini-adventures. Uh, James Thompson has a character whose arm turns into a sword. Have you ever seen him do that? Once. He did that once. His arm <laughs> okay, turned well, into the I, sword. I will point out that my arm turned into a dagger, which wasn't particularly useful. A dagger. The, little, the, the junior sword. Okay. <laughs> However, between adventures, there has been an upgrade. So it is mm. now a sword. So you okay. are correct. Well, mm. let's try the sword. Um, okay. So, yes, there's a sort of, like, a dagger comes out of the arm, and then there's a sort of mechanical crunching noise, <laughs> and it extends out to a full sword. Um, oh. Very nice. Not yes. to disparage but, James, but in all of the modern D&D that I've played with him, he's, he is, uh, has been extremely reluctant <laughs> to take damage or be next to things so <laughs> well yeah, do and, it, James. And that, embrace your your arm sword mm. do it <laughs> i did i will tell you there's been some interesting uh you know th- i did not do any party balancing between this group and the group and the other adventure happening at the same time uh their adventure their group is very beefy a lot of fighters and and guys they're basically team jock and i have determined that you guys are basically team av plus theater club <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> i know all the know. jock because i'm the mascot yeah story checks out <laughs> yeah yep. I, I mean i literally made myself a friend so yes okay treasure of the av club please continue <laughs> um so i rolled a 20 uh that's very good um uh plus five so 25 um, all right well that's unnecessary <laughs> well i know but you know yeah so i get yep. uh uh i roll the damage dice twice is that correct uh indeed it is uh, in that case, I have rolled one, which is not very good, uh, four, which is better, five, so eight damage. All right. You are hacking and hewing at that skeleton. Uh, you have chopped off one of its arms. It's not looking so great. Huh. I shall then whisper to and Pascal. Get, can I just assume that that was pier- uh, sl- slashing or piercing damage? That was... Is slashing damage a thing? Am I making stuff up? Uh, let me see. It's piercing damage. All right, gotcha. Um, I'll tell you, skeletons are vulnerable to some types of damage. Uh, are they vulnerable to pandas? Un- un- unknown. <laughs> well, bone worm. Uh, so uh, I, uh, I shall instruct Pascal to uh, rend, force and power rend the same uh, skeleton. All right. And so that is plus four to hit on that. Uh, that is, uh, 13. The armor class of a skeleton is 13. Does that mean I hit it? That means you hit it. That's good. Uh, so that is 1d8 plus 2 damage, force damage. Uh, which is 8, so that's 10 force damage. 
All right. Would you like to describe how Pascal destroys the skeleton? I imagine Pascal sort of burrows into the rib cage and then oh, just God, sort of expands out. <laughs> and then like all the bones fly off in different directions. Hey, <laughs> AV Club kids are weird. <laughs> yeah, I retract my offer. Um, <laughs> all right. Big turn for Pascal and Samson's Otham. All set? Uh, yep. I think we're good. All right, Team Skeleton is next. Um, some of the skeletons are already in places where they're going to menace you. Other skeletons kind of skitter in. So uh, there's a skeleton behind Karakin. Skeleton rushes up to Samson Jotham. Cool Cat and Chomasa have skeletons in their face. This skeleton is going to uh, kind of climb over here and menace Krong. And I think I'm going to start with... They could either fire arrows at you or hit you with short swords. I think they're they're feeling like they want to get up and close and personal. So these skeletons come in to menace you with their short swords. Let me kind of work uh, counterclockwise. Um, no, we'll do clockwise. That's classic. Keep watching the um, clock, Tony. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which places Krong first? Krong, short sword attack coming at you from a skeleton. I rolled a pretty nice 21. That will hit me. All right. Gonna roll some damage. You will take seven piercing damage as he Eww. cuts you in the arm. Cool cat. Critical fail for the skeleton. Not gonna do <laughs> the math on that. <laughs> he whiffs as you nimbly dodge out of the way despite your giant mascot head. Chomasa, the kind of pathetic ribless skeleton, uh, takes a stab <laughs> at you. Uh, 18 versus AC is pretty good. That hits. You will enjoy, well, not enjoy, but you will experience five piercing damage. Karak and the Wise, there is a skeleton behind you. He looms over you, slicing and dicing with an old, ancient-looking short sword. Wow, second critical fail of the round for me. So <laughs> you dart and dash and avoid his blows. And last but not least, Samson Jotham, uh, a skeleton is stabbing at you. He seems He glares at you with his empty eye sockets. And I rolled a pretty good 23. Oh, that will hit. You will experience four piercing damage. Oh. That was Team Skeleton. I still have five skeletons on the board. Krong, you are next. You are kind of in a sandwich yeah. between the strange, menacing-looking specter that has emerged from the mausoleum. Reed Coral is not very far away. There's a statue of a knight next to you and a skeleton up in your face. I am going to try to stab the specter of King Levendus mm -hmm. with my rapier. All right. Let me just check how specters work. My you can... rapier is not magical, if you are curious. Good to know. And I rolled a 17 to hit. All right. Uh, 17, you, you plunge it into the kind of wispy arms of the specter. It kind of looks at you, with, and its mouth makes a, a face like it's howling, but you don't hear anything. Um, so you stab him. Do I do any damage? Uh, you will do some damage. All right. Uh, because I have an ally within five feet of him, I do get sneak attack damage, although I did oh. not have advantage on the attack. Mm -hmm. so that's 12 damage. All right. I am just going to tell you, because I feel like it doesn't hurt to tell you these things. Um, the specter is resistant to a lot of damage, including, I assume that was bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing from piercing. a non-magical non weapon. Um, I'm sorry, what was the number you said? 12? 12. 12. All right, so the specter actually takes 
six. Okay. Um, um, anything else? I am kind of reluctant to move, which would let the specter and the skeleton just absolutely eviscerate me. And I like yeah. to show where they are. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of them, like on the inside. Really, yeah, they, they feel like, like they're part of a mat set there, like um, tucked away, not yeah. flopping all over the ground. Yeah. So that is the end of my turn. All right. Next up is everyone's favorite goth cleric, Reed Quarrel. Yeah. Uh, t- totally not liking this situation here. There's there's a lot of undead around that is super not cool. So uh, I uh, Reed Quarrel sort of draws herself up to every bit of her six foot seven inches, and mm-hmm. uh, you see uh, out from her her big black cloak comes her hand raising it high with uh, her holy symbol in hand and uh, says, you know, bye, Kelimvor. Today name. <laughs> is your day. <laughs> and uh, turn on dead. So as an action, uh, I'm presenting my holy symbol. I'm, I'm speaking a prayer. And each of the undead that can see or hear me within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw DC 13. All right, let me just check what 30 feet is in this situation, because everyone can see you. What's your magic um, symbol? What's your holy symbol look like? It is uh, like the scales of justice with a hand holding it in the middle. All right. This everybody. chamber is not that big. 30 feet is everybody in the room. Yep. Uh, remember when I said it was, you, you didn't, I don't think you knew the, uh, like the setting of the adventure at all when you created this character, not Erica, but I told you it was very auspicious. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So all of the undead are... Uh, witness to your uh your holy symbol mm-hmm. so they need to make a wisdom you said Correct. uh and it was against your spell save is 13 13 i will tell you unfortunately the wisdom of modifier of skeletons is minus one um so let me see i'm gonna roll a couple dice at the same time i feel like um, that's fortunate well i mean for me <laughs> I, was, I, I was the one talking erica um all right wah, 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 i got three wah. dice uh green orange blue is top to bottom Green rolled 17. Orange rolled critical success. Blue rolled a very low number. So uh, the bottom one fails. What happens on a success? Uh, On a success, nothing. Okay. So they just get kind of a a suntan. They can probably tell that I don't like them very much. That's that's about it. And what happens to the southernmost skeleton on a fail? All right. So the creatures that fail, they are turned for one minute or until they take any damage. Um, so and may not be very long. Turn, uh, turn undead yep. uh, makes I believe makes them like afraid of you. Yep. And, so they must spend it their turns trying to move away from me as far as it can. Uh, it cannot willingly move to a space within thirty feet of me. So everywhere within thirty mm-hmm. feet, it can't like willingly stay. Uh, they cannot take reactions, so they can't uh, do any opportunity attacks. Nope. Uh, for its action, it can only use the dash action or try to escape from an effect that prevents it from moving. Um, okay. And if there's nowhere to move, it can use the dodge action. Okay. I will just point out, uh, this is because Glenn, and he- Glenn is here. This is an interesting coincidence. Glenn guest starred on a relatively early episode of Total Party Kill, uh, where he was a paladin who used Turn Undead. Glenn thought Turn Undead turned oneself undead. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a great move. But it'd be good. It your eyes great. would roll back in your head. You'd have extra yeah. powers. Just... He just specifically discussed at length what he thought his set would be like in that situation. This King um, of just looks like a great guy. I'm on his side now. <laughs> all right. So uh, let me put a symbol on the, ske- on the undead that fail so we can keep track of them. Uh, how does that look for a 
no, we'll do better. That's better. That's your turn undead symbol there. Um, that one, that that one skeleton has been both hunter's mark and turned undead. Let me do my two other skeletons. Uh, one of them fails, and one of them got a fourteen, which is a success, I believe. So. And what about uh? And the, king? the big uh, one. Uh, hold on, Tony. Mm. Hold on. Hmm. You gonna impose something? I uh, that one that was that was it rolled a fourteen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use. Can I use cutting words here on this one? Let's see. Can you do it outside of your turn? It is, is, it, yeah, a, is reaction. It a reaction. <gasps> Two. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's unfortunately this is a save, right? I can't do cutting words for save. Damn it! I can do ability checks, damage rolls, and attack rolls. All right. Darn. I say something cutting anyway. <laughs> all right nice stupid clown, and man. stupid the specter is last i'm gonna roll for the specter's wisdom the specter has rolled a six yes. so that is gonna be a big deal all right i would like to point out too that the action that they can take is the dash action, not the disengage action. Mm. So if they run away and you're standing right there, chop them down. I'm yeah. Gonna. So the yeah. important uh, tactical choice for everybody, you see several of the skeletons and they've got little death's heads on them so you know which ones. It's two skeletons have been like, they are panicked and they are going to run from you. That means you may wish to set up to basically hit them for free when they run away. It also means if you want to maneuver around you are the, the, the ones that are... Uh, Panicked are not a threat to you tactically. Uh, Reed Coral, big big action. Anything else on your turn? Um, Kellumvor be praised. That's it. All right, cool cat. All right, cool cat is going to cast a spell. There's a skeleton right in your face. I know, mm. but I'm going to cast a spell. Um, I'm casting Bane. Oh. On a skeleton or on the specter of Hello, skeletons. king? Oh, the reason it's my you. least favorite spell. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, king Lavendus or, or a skeleton? I am going to cast Bane. It's going to go on the three unturned skeletons oh, and King Lavendus. How many? How does wow, Bane does that? Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, sure I, does. I got Bane myself. I was just looking it up. Wow. If you're second Bane's level or higher, you can do extra Bane. Yes, this is a second level Bane, mm-hmm. so I'm going to get four Bane. of them. Uh, they have to make a charisma saving throw. <laughs> 13. <laughs> All right. Is their charisma uh, better than their wisdom? Let's find out. No, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> they live in dirt. Wow. <laughs> this guy's right. a great king. He's very charming, though. Well, the 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 specter is fine. It's the skeletons that are not. The, not the great. skeletons dance is really lovely. Though. All right, I'm just gonna roll. I'm rolling three charisma checks here. Uh, I, you have not told me what I am rolling against, Jason. Yes, I expect it's oh, he did thirteen. Thirteen. Uh, do you want to know the numbers, or or do you want to just know the results? Uh, since I can't do anything to change them, I would say just lay them on, <laughs> lay them on me, Tony. All right. Uh, they all fail. Yay! <laughs> some oh, of them. No. Nice some of them work. marginally. Some of them spectacularly. Right. <laughs> um, Spectacularly. Mm, thank you, so Monty. The three un- um, unturned skeletons are now baned, which means that. Uh, every time they try to uh, make an attack or a saving throw until the spell ends, they must subtract a D4 from whatever right. they roll. 
And that Please this will last up to that. a minute. <laughs> I put a symbol of a sad eye on them. From okay, Bane. good. <laughs> All right. And, and King, King Lavendus. All right. King Lavendus, roll. <laughs> All right. This is not going to be a very long fight. Also Bane. Because you guys are being very smart. No wonder right. he's dead. <laughs> mm. sure he lived this guy's crown. He died of charisma failure. He lived a long, full life. Um, all right, Cool Cat, big, big. Anything else? That's it for Cool Cat. All right. Uh, the specter of King Lavendus is next. He has been turned and baned. He's been double whammied here. Uh, <laughs> and he is required... <laughs> He see you know the light of uh of of Reed Quarles uh, symbol is washing over him and he is compelled to panic and run north. It's a dim he, gothy light though. Yeah, it's a dim. You know, it's kind uh, of a it's, it's of a black light. Yep, same, uh, yeah, same. I believe he provokes two attacks of opportunity uh, as he floats across the uh, the stream and phases through the um the the door of the mausoleum. Uh, is there anything that you would do to prevent him moving? Probably not. No. Okay, but you'll hit him. All right. Well, uh, so, Recoral and Krong, you, he was right up in your face as he flies away, compelled by the turn undead. Please roll some attacks of opportunity on them. Keep in mind whether they are magical or non-magical weapons. I rolled a one, which makes it all the way up to a six. All right. You are you are startled by uh, King Lavendus uh, retreating, uh, and uh, so, you know, you half-heartedly stab at him. Um, Recoral? All right, I am going to use my big halberd, and let's see, 22. That's hit. pretty good. All right, uh, so that's going to do, it's not a magical weapon, um, however, so I will start with, oops, that was 1d10, got to get the right die. So that is six points of slashing damage, but mm -hmm. I also have uh, channel divinity, which I have, although no, Channel Divinity was turned undead, and I think I can only do that. How many Channel Divinities do I have? Maybe not very many at level two, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's just one. Okay. But I don't so, know. Yep. I cannot do my touch of death. But, yeah. Okay. Well, he's already. Uh, so that was three slashing damage <laughs> because uh, no, it's half. It was, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So three. All right. Three slashing damage. All right. Because you're halberd anymore. Uh, when does how long does turn Correct. last? Uh, uh, it, until he's damaged. It turns. It stops when he's damaged. But that allowed us to get two free attacks on him, which is good yep. enough. Mm -hmm. And wasted his his attack. And it, wasted you, his action. Yep. So. You lost him a whole turn. Exactly. Um, I think he probably still floats away because he was moving sure. right, yep. and so yep. technically he has regrouped. I'm gonna leave him. He's like inside the mausoleum. I'm just gonna leave him on the map there. But but Reed Quarrel and Krong, you you don't see him because he is faced through a wall. Does that that make sense? Yep. Sure. All right. Uh, Karakun, there is a menacing skeleton right behind you, though he has been, uh, somewhat, he looks, he likes, he looks like he, he carries the symbol of gloom. In his vacant eyes, you can tell that he is haunted by a far more menacing presence, a presence we call Cool Cat. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I have some non-magical items, but I should probably do a magical attack, I'm assuming here. Um, uh, you could. The The one thing to remember is if you do a ranged attack, it's going to be disadvantaged because somebody's kind of threatening you by being right up next to you. Right. But usually I would expect, I have not looked at your character sheet, Glenn, but I am assuming you are a more effective magic user than you are hitting it, people with a stick or a dagger or yeah, anything like that. say that. Chaos Bolt is my, seemingly my best attack against something like this, I think. Mm -hmm. I've got Witch Bolt, but I, maybe Witch Bolt is better. It's got a more damage potential. 
Um, I think I'm gonna... We don't need to do a lot of damage to these guys. Yeah, well, you, you could also, to... you could attack one of the other skeletons to use your range thing, and I could. As get... we discuss, when you are, uh, he has disadvantage on any attack because somebody's right next to him. Oh, I see. So a range attack won't help because I'm still near. Somebody. Yeah, somebody's somebody's menacing you, so your ability to kind of line up that shot is not uh, not what you'd like it to be. Uh, well, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go for witch bolts because I think that's my best strategy uh, all right so i roll a 20 i always i can't hear the word witch bolt without laughing a little bit inside for anyone who has listened to season one of dragon friends there's a character that witch bolts many people who do not deserve to be witch bolted <laughs> so, uh, i roll just one d20 is that right or two one. uh you actually roll uh 2d20 and take the lowest because you have disadvantage oh right okay so uh, I got seven and twelve, so I got seven, and then do I plus add? your? Yeah, you add your thing, but I think unless whatever you're adding is a large number, it's not a large number. You, no. You're gonna be sad. Yeah, I'm sad. Um, so you try to fire a witch bolt off at of the skeleton that's menacing you, uh, but it's 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 hard to get there, uh, because um, yeah, you're being you're being chased by a skeleton, Karakun. This is not where you wanted to be in life, probably. Not not exactly. Nope. All right, Chomasa, I think you are next. Yeah, well, I've got this scaredy cat skeleton, and yeah. I'm uh, scaring it by whirling my two swords, and I'm going to attack okay. it. 18 for the first All right. sword, and that's 13 points of damage. Oh. That's that's a lot of damage. It's All right, not. you knock the skeleton's head off, and then uh, uh, I don't know, probably for good measure, like just <laughs> split the spine in half too. This a bunch of dry bones hit the hit the uh, the floor of the cavern. Nice. Work. So that was only one of your two attacks. I don't know if you can split those up with a move or or something or uh, or do um, something else to another skeleton. I don't know how I your can, multi attack works. I can use a bonus action to move the mark. Hmm. So, Though I don't know if you want to use the bonus action to hit another skeleton instead. It's true. Do you know what? Let's move up into the action. I'm coming up by Cool Cat here, and I'm going to do another hit. All right. And I did all that moving and got an eight. All right. Well, it's hard. You know, the, the gravel here is a little a little shifty and you, you know, <laughs> the skeleton looks at you kind of with weird spooky eyes and uh, you, you he, he blocks your blow with his rusty short sword. Uh-oh. All right. All set, Tomasa? Yes. Samson Jotham, you and Pascal are being menaced by a skeleton that is also being menaced by Reed Quarrel. <laughs> So presumably that skeleton uh, is not going to do anything. It's just going to no. be frightened. No, it is uh, is not causing you disadvantage uh, if you want to make a ranged attack. True. Because it can't uh, make any attack. Uh, that was what I was wondering. So I'm going to ranged attack the skeleton down at the bottom next to Karakun. Uh, because I think... Erica, he... is that true? Is it is it like it's not threatening? I was Because it's not that the oh, opportunity attack is a thing. It's the proximity. I think it's if there's somebody within five feet of you. You can't make a um, a range attack. You ha- or you can make it, but you have disadvantage. Um, that that may be the case. Well, so I think get, you still have. Oh, the book you get out. to decide which skeleton dies then. Okay. 
Um, so uh, since I still have my arm blade out glowing, mm. I might as well uh, use it because uh, it's quite painful to get it out to the full length. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, it hurt? I, I just looked time. it up. It's it's if you're within five feet of a hostile creature who can see you and who isn't incapacitated. So these skeletons are not incapacitated. Are they hostile? They, I think they're still hostile. They're still hostile. We so. never asked them. We don't know. They could be friendly. I'm wondering why we blundered into their car. Couldn't one has tried to kill you twice. <laughs> <laughs> All misunderstanding. Right. I will uh, attack a skeleton to my uh, north. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have rolled an eighteen plus five, twenty-three. <laughs> I think I think James forgets that his character is actually like a powerhouse murder machine. Um, <laughs> he's always trying to retreat, and it's like, oh yeah, I regularly roll higher than twenty with my freaking sword arm. So uh, you stab into the. Uh, there's only so many. I, I I struggle with uh, narrating skeleton combat because it's like they don't have a lot of non-vital organs. Like you know. How do you non-lethally kill a skeleton's like arm? You know they don't have that like fleshy part of the leg or anything. But yeah, you stab that skeleton pretty good. Roll damage, Samson. <laughs> okay, I have rolled a seven. All right, that skeleton does not look so good. In addition to has been turned. Anything else? Or Pascal's going to do something? Uh, I think Pascal is going to uh, launch from the ground towards the skeleton's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and attempt Call to skull. basically attempt to <laughs> crush the skull into many pieces. All right. Uh, and that is a uh, 17 plus five. So that's pretty All right. good. Jeez. Please. Yeah, yeah, please the guy, damage was, the guy made the dice, the dice up. The guy made the dice up. Yeah. Strangely rolling eye. Um, please, please, please roll damage. I'm not using Termi- my... Panda Terminator. <laughs> they never let Pythagoras play these games because mm. he invented this Pythagorean solid. Right. So mm-hmm. not allowed to play ballistics games. Uh, I think you're thinking of Euclid, actually. Um, that is a six. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Monty. I'm Don't sorry. mention Euclid. What were you thinking? They Tell never me. let Pythagoras no. play Hangman because of the mm. right angle. Mm. I was thinking of Plato. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Platonic solid. Sorry. Six damage. All, All right. Uh, all right, Pascal jumps up and crushes the skeleton's skull into <laughs> with his vice-like jaws, uh, destroying it, possibly um, to the approval of Reed Quarrel and yeah, spookiness of others around you. All right. I applaud. I think it is Team team Skeleton if you're all set, uh, Samson. Good luck, Skeletons, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Not really, but sure. I am going to, I think as a last action, Pascal is going to move here, um, which uh, if you have a steel defender within five feet of you, uh, any attack roll rolls with disadvantage, but not not for yourself, but for other people. Oh, so Pascal is backing up Karakun. Yeah. All right. So Pascal uh, zooms over to Karakun to help him with the skeleton situation. Thank you very much. So first off, I believe all of the turned skeletons have been dead. Are dead. Have been? Are dead. They, they are they dead are dead again. We're yeah, already again. and are again. Thank you. So. Wait, are they undead or re-undead? Well, <laughs> they're just, they're gone, is what I'm saying. Um, so Level all I've got dead. left they're is dead, some dead. skeletons with dead, Bane. Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's start with the one with his disadvantage. So this skeleton is swinging its um, short sword at you, Karakun. He has disadvantage because there is, you are, uh, there is a steel defender 
uh, kind of, uh, he's literally got your back and he's there to help you. Uh, I rolled not horribly though. Oh, but you know what? He's also baned. So I need to, add, it's minus 1d4. 1d4, take it down. <laughs> All right, I rolled a one. And then uh, let's see here. I gotta do. Also? I gotta do multiple math. Yes. So <laughs> right. I rolled uh, two dice. The lower of the dice uh, would be a thirteen to hit. Minus one for Bane is twelve to hit. How does that do versus Karakun, who, uh, who wears just the finest of recycled garbage silks? My... <laughs> and um... wait, did you put in disadvantage too? You did. No, that I did. Okay. So my armor class, is, my armor class, armor class is eleven. Do I add anything to oh. it or no? No. Oh. So despite all of the many advantages Shoot. to that situation, uh, the skeleton is able to take a clip out of you. Uh, you are going to take five piercing damage, okay. uh, Karakun. How are you? To three hit points. All right. I'm this is not good. For, I mean, it's not. You know, I think the fight is going to be yours. The question is, how many raccoons survive this fight? <laughs> um, <laughs> raccoons or pandas? <laughs> Mm. Maybe I no, I'm not worried about the panda. Um, <laughs> the panda will outlive us all. All right. Over in the other side of the cavern, uh, this skeleton is attacking. I will roll a d20 and a d4 at the same time because I know what I'm doing. Eh. All right. Cool cat, that is a pretty good roll. I got. No, no, roll a d4 and subtract it. Well, I did. I did that. I rolled the oh, d20 and right. the d4 at the same time. I'm what you call a dungeon master. Okay. <laughs> um, I rolled. It would have been a sixteen, but minus one is a fifteen. To oh hit. man, the bane is is just not doing its job because uh, mm. my AC is fourteen. So I'm going to take All right, close. So you get skewered with a rusty short sword Ooh. for five piercing damage. Make sure your tetanus shot is up to date. I got all my shots. I got a little. Mm-hmm. I got a little tag around my yeah. neck. <laughs> All right, Krong, the last final of the adversarial skeletons is coming for you. He swings his uh, evil-looking rusty short sword. I have rolled. I've taken into account Bane. He did very well. I have rolled an 18 to hit Krong with Bane. I am hit. You'll take five piercing damage from that rusty short sword. But good news, it is your turn. I am very seriously injured <laughs> but there is still skeletons to fight and i will still fight those skeletons so i will attack this skeleton next to me i don't see any way of getting advantage easily so eight to hit no sadly your your little blades clang off the skeleton the rusty short sword um yeah. Not crazy about moving away because he'll just murder me. That is my turn. I am a broken and bleeding three out of 15 hit points left. Ooh. Uh, bugbear. The end. Well, I hope it's not the end. Or is it the beginning? <laughs> I mean, it's a convenient place to die because there's a tomb right there. Yeah, That's right true. there. That's... And I can tell you, no, as, no. as a connoisseur of tombs, that actually is a pretty nice looking tomb. It's just a shame yeah. that there are some Yeah, it's a little occupied, it. but, Water you know. And... Yeah. Just send some sculptures um, down to change these statues so they look like bugbears. Yeah, just, you need six bug, bugbear skeleton heads. Or uh, <laughs> not skeleton statue, as bus. Bugbear bus. That's kind of hard to say. Bugbear bus. Bugbear bus. Bugbear bust. Uh, speaking of uh, tomb connoisseurs, it is Reed Coral's turn. It is, uh, and I noticed that my uh, my new friend Krong here is is looking pretty bad off. So I yep. am going to move over to here. 
and reach out and cast a cure wounds. Ooh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. So let's see how these new dice do. Well, not as great as I would like. It's six hit points. Delightful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Is that an action, a bonus action? That is an action. I double, I'm double checking, but I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Yep, yep, one action. So I don't. All right. They, I don't think I have any bonus actions that are useful or usable. And I'm, and I'm fine staying here, I think. Okay. Because I may cool need to cat. help Krong again. <laughs> <laughs> there are oh, two skeletons nearby you, Cool Cat. One of them is specifically menacing you and Chomasa. It does have Bane cast on it. Uh, I assume Bane persists beyond your turn. Yes, I persist. It, it continues. It's concentration. It's concentration. You do, uh, I think when you get hit, you have to potentially attempt to maintain concentration. Okay. <laughs> you didn't do that, did you? Did no. you tell him to? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's the one. Con- he's the one concentrating. Uh, pro tip for any of you who are concentrating on a spell that requires concentration. If you take damage, you need to make a constitution saving throw to maintain your constitution. The DC of that saving throw is 10 or half the damage you take, whatever's higher. So 10 for you. Technically should have had you do that a while because like when that skeleton was trying to oh. murder Krong, he may not have been baned, but it didn't really matter. That's on you. Wow, I thought we were a team here. (laughs) Why would you think that? All right, you're fine. The T in TPK stands for team. Does it? No. Um, All right, Cool Cat, you maintain your concentration of Bane. Uh, There are skeletons about. What will you do? Something boomerang related? Uh, No, I'm going to use my swords and I'm going to attack the skeleton that's right in front of me. Did we say okay boomerang a lot last time? Oh, wow. At least once. At least okay. once. I, think once. It was once. All right, so- I don't think I even knew that Cool Cat had a sword. Yeah, that's part of my upgrades to make him less of a joke character this time because things are serious <laughs> not now. Just, you swapped out didgeridoo for sword. <laughs> uh, 16. All right. You're not going to acknowledge my dumb didgeridoo joke. So you hit the skeleton. Um, this you know, the- skeletons, I'll tell you, they're vulnerable to bludgeoning. It's possible that a didgeridoo would have done more damage than a sword. Uh, um, eight damage. All right, that skeleton is messed up. Didgeridote. Still there? Yep, still there. Okay. That's the first hit on that skeleton. 22 to hit. Oh, what? 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 You do multi-attack now? Yeah, it's two, two-handed fighting, man. Okay. Um, all right, you hit him again. Six. You slit. Cool Cat has, has beat up a skeleton. Jason Snell, please tell us how you destroy that skeleton, or how Cool Cat does uh, it specifically. The first sword knocked off his left arm Mm. and the second sword knocked the rest of his body off into little pieces (laughs) (laughs) the rest of his body off what (laughs) it's from from the other part like sort of like did a it did a slice through the right arm continued through Mm -hmm. the torso and then it all just kind of collapsed into a pile yeah i get it so the the first hit hits the right arm the second hit hits everything else (laughs) everything else yeah (laughs) All right, it's like it's there's the sound of a xylophone falling downstairs. Um, <laughs> How familiar uh, are you with that sound? That's a... 
I, I don't know. There's something about I have very, very good ideas about what things sound like. My favorite was uh, in a session, not for a podcast yesterday, somebody got punched but not hit by a zombie ogre. And I thought it would sound like like a uh, just like a trash barrel full of green jello being thrown at them. Um, <laughs> a band? <laughs> no. Ouch. All right. Cool cat. Anything else on your turn? You have slain a skeleton. Um. Oh, I can move, can't I? Yeah, there's nothing impeding your movement at this point. Um, wow, that's really interesting. Um, slide these guys away so they're movement. not space on the map. Interesting. You could run toward the mausoleum. There are two skeletons left on the map. One of them is threatening your delightful uh, wizard friend, Karakon. Cool Cat moved over to Karakon, and Cool Cat is going to heal Karakon. Oh, because Krong so awesome. got healed, right? Krong, yeah, yeah. Krong got so- healed. Mm-hmm. I'm stood back up. I'm fine. All right. I can um, use some healing power right now. So you are going to get. Do, 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 do. This is a. This is a cure wounds. And is that a bonus action? Because you are. Oh, no. Attacked. This is a healing word. So I don't even need to go over there, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's just. It's in solidarity. Uh, yeah. I'll just I'll just kind of go to back here and uh, and then healing words. So you get uh, five hit points. Can you can you remind us what Cool Cat's healing word is? Um, it's uh, boogie boogie boo. <laughs> Chilling. Oh, it is so much better now. Thank you, my boon companion. Oh yes. And you've given uh, Glenn some hit points. Yes. Exactly. Do you, do you tell him how many? Oh, I, did. I did, seven. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, good. Oh, wait, You're seven? better at this than I am. Oh, you got seven. I heard. Sorry. Oh, is that what, not what I said? I don't know. Whatever oh, I, I said. I think you said five. Five. Oh, it's that then. Okay. It's ten. <laughs> I'm now at eight. Oh, no. Twenty-six. <laughs> do I hear nine? Do I hear ten? Is this how auctioneering works? Do I just keep saying numbers that are bigger and bigger and bigger without yes. waiting to hear them? Uh, why did I get fired from my first auctioning job? <laughs> um, all right. So you are holding it together. Uh, Krong and Karakan are hanging on uh, despite the beatings they have taken from some skeletons. But you know who is next? Next is the specter of Ooh. King Lavendus. Who emerges once for, once more from the mausoleum? He is no longer turned, correct? Correct. Uh, Recoil. Correct. Yep. Uh, he is still baned. Correct. Cool cat. Uh, re- the specter of King Lavendus uh, kind of seeps through the wall and sees the tall Gothic figure of cleric Reed Quarrel Kilgarren and is going to kind of reach out at you with kind of wispy, ethereal uh, claws and try and swipe at you, uh, Reed Coral. Uh, You are going to 18 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. That's with a bane? You... uh, 18 minus... (laughs) I don't think it matters. Well played, Jason, and I rolled max on the d4. 18 minus 4 is 14 to hit, Reed Coral. Hold on, hold on. Um, cutting words. No, All right. you're a dumb ghost. <laughs> is that what, what is boogie that? boogie booing looks like? <laughs> <laughs> Always do you, wondered. 
Do you impose disadvantage or do you roll something? Three less. <laughs> oh, right on. Are you allowed to stack all these together? <laughs> it's practically right. what his cl- class is designed As to it's do. supposed to do. I'm annoying uh, read coral. to everyone, even the enemy. Read, read Coral. <laughs> My 18 has become an 11 to hit. It doesn't hit. Thanks, cool cat. Okay, Let me tell you, cool. that's good because this was going to be pretty devastating to you. Um, yeah. I, you know what? Because I feel like you guys are going to not even get... No, maybe you'll see this attack. I won't we spoil might. it for now. You're a dumb ghost. Karakun! Karakun, you are That's cowering me. next to a skeleton that has near murdered you. But you are healing and a steel defender is now nearby. Hey, Tony, yes. could you describe what the specter was trying to do? Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, 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 Reed the like the, the kind of ghostly arm of the specter kind of swipes through you and everybody you see this kind of thing like it's kind of like a little bit like there's this kind of aura of reed coral that is being kind of like tugged by the specter into the specter but reed coral you like shake it off and your aura snaps back into place this is why i hate undead so much Mm. uh you get the you get the sense reed coral that something was probably trying to do some necrotic damage to you and steal your life force you know uh, I'm going to go for uh, Witch Bolts, which is my best attack. And, yep. And I rolled a 20 and a 10, but I'm no longer at disadvantage. So I take the 20, right? Uh, I no. think you still are at disadvantage because no, no, there's... still Defender next to me. Isn't that removed my disadvantage? That's only disadvantage no, for somebody all. attacking. Oh, I'm Yeah. Sorry. Dang it. So you'll take, that, you'll take that 10 and add your spell modifier. Uh, which is, I'm sorry, that's a plus three, right? That oh, no, is no, I'm sorry. enough. Wait, it's a hit. The plus mo- uh, spell modifier is a hit DC or no? I'm looking at the wrong thing. Uh, you have somewhere, you have a spell attack modifier on your character sheet. Spell attack modifier. Sure, I do. Where is it? Under the spells tab up, up at the very top, if you're using the D&D Beyond. There we go. I'm sorry. It's plus one. I beg your pardon. Oh, no, no, wait. It's plus, it says plus one modifier, plus three spell attack. So it is plus three, right? Plus three, oh, yeah, which is exactly what you needed to hit Yay. a skeleton Woo. with a witch bolt. And that's what a, does witch bolt do to a skeleton? One D12. Uh, lightning damage and on each of turns my duration i can use the action to deal it automatically so uh, all right so I roll a d12 uh got two unfortunately so it's just two or is it two plus something um let me see we cast a spell uh oh if i cast it at second level initial damage is increases by 1d12 for each slot level above first so i roll another d2 do you have the ability to cast it at second level right now uh oh no i don't think i do not i'm sorry I, am at I don't think level, you do. But I don't have the All right. Okay. So your witch bolt lances through the skeleton. You see the kind of sight of a skeleton being electrified, which basically makes it look like a skeleton. No, no, wait, wait, wait. If a skeleton gets electrified, does it suddenly like glow well, as if flesh. it has its former shape? <laughs> no, no, no. It just kind of glows a little bit. It's slightly glow in the dark momentarily. It takes two lightning damage, but the big thing is the witch bolt continues to kind of channel through the skeleton and he uh Karakun does not need to roll to hit the witch skeleton in the future with witch bolt right. also have, potentially could have done a lot more damage but rolled low i do have a concentration thing which i will remember in future yeah turns. all right Karakun, all set uh i can do uh, i have a um uh i can do an action a second i do a bonus action i've got a shifting strike you, would that be worthwhile to do is that a bonus action it's a bonus action long tooth yeah. shifting strike do it uh what do i roll for that 2d20s also 
Yeah, uh, no, yes. No. Oh, no, no, no. So That's one. a melee. A single d20. Seven oh, plus seven. your attack. Plus my attack yeah. is plus two. That is not quite enough. So you swipe out at the electrified skeleton, and somehow it kind of electrifiedly dances out of the way. Okay. So. All right. Um, Better than an electric skeleton. One. Jason, is an electric skeleton basically a robot? <laughs> That's mm. a tough one. Uh, it he, feels like I will point out. Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Monty. Um, Chomasa. Actually, okay. th- Tony, an electric skeleton is not a robot. However, the electric skeleton is a dance very similar to the dance <laughs> of the robot. <laughs> oh, Which is, uh, is a, transitively, is the electric skeleton the dance a robot? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's intransitive. <laughs> skeleton or not. <laughs> um, Chomasa. Okay, I'm moving up over here. All right. And... I'm going to use my dragon breath, which is a 15 foot cone, which shouldn't that will that hurt Reed Quarrel? No, you can aim it. I so bet you can you can aim it, can so aim it so it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Well then. Yeah. And uh, my, that specter needs to do a DC 11 a dexterity saving throw. 17. <laughs> it wisps out of the way. Sorry, I rolled really well. But does it take any damage on the miss? All right. Which is 11. Uh, Half of 11? Half of 11. Is what I would traditionally call five. But let me tell you, it resists five fire damage, which (sighs) means it gets halved again, which is two. (laughs) Still, but I looked good. It looked great. And that was, is uh, breathing fire a bonus action? Nope, that is a proper action. Proper action. Okay. In fourth edition, it was a minor action. All right. All set, Chomasa? Can I uh, hit with one sword as a bonus action? Or is I that. I think so. Okay. Let's do that. Which means I need to move a little closer. Yep. So you scurry over, you stride over boldly <laughs> like a dragon, breathe fire, and then and, move in closer and stab. And then I. I yes. And then I. Boldly swipe with a ten. Uh, it it fails to connect with the spectre. Well, that was a really excellent turn. <laughs> it, you know, it happens sometimes. That's just like all of my turns. It looked anyway. good. Oh, yeah, Samson Jotham. Well, thank you for determining that fire is not a good attack uh, mm-hmm. for that thing. So that saves me uh, making a mess of it. Uh, I will attack the uh, skeleton to my south with a firebolt. Uh, and you are no longer disadvantaged in any way because there's no longer a skeleton menacing you. Yes, we, they are all exploded. Uh, I have rolled a 16. Uh, a firebolt torches the skeleton. Roll me some damage. Uh, that is 1d10. Where's my d10? Go. Uh... That is a one. Okay. Really lucky skeleton. Yeah, this is the best skeleton. It's like fire resistant, electricity resistant. It's not resistant. You guys are. Yeah, this is before he died. (laughs) 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 Yeah, possibly related. Live fast, die young, leave a sturdy skeleton as a corpse. Yeah, I mean, I'm no no scientist, but I bet if you drink four gallons of milk, you'll die. (laughs) (laughs) His name is Mr. Asbestos. Um, uh, leave this to the yes. professionals yeah i mean like the, the one the the you know mvp uh 
Uh, most valuable most panda. Totally overpowered. Probably not appropriate for your level. Continue. Yep. Right. Look, <laughs> look, we all know that this is Pascal's last hurrah. So and Samson cheated and read the rules. Is that true? Has Samson been in four adventures? Samson's not that good uh, anyway. It's really all about Pascal. I yeah, I mean, it's just, pa- just play Pascal. Also, Pascal hasn't been in that many adventures. Pascal That's true. Pascal has only been. So <laughs> Pascal keeps going yeah, we'll keep and Pascal. gets adopted by go. the next person along. Yeah. He becomes yes. a Ronin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Pascal is the more interesting character, frankly. Uh, uh, Pascal uh, Rend, uh, Force Empowered Rend, uh, that is 18 plus 4, 22. All right, that is a crushing blow to that skeleton. Roll some damage. And this is 1d8 plus 2 force damage. And that is... Uh, it's a 7. I will tell you, that skeleton does not look good. His skeleton looks like if a witch bolt hits him again, he's in trouble. You want to move Pascal next to that skeleton that he's crushing? Um, Just for, like, dramatic effect? Yeah. Sure. Uh, I will do exactly that. Uh, All right. Pascal is in... Looking very menacing, and Samson is mm. standing well back. All right. Well, this skeleton, uh, still baned. Um, I think he's going to go for the wizard because he thinks he might be able to take the wizard down with him, and then he'll have a, an undead wizard friend with him. Um, so skeleton is going to swipe at Karakun. He has disadvantage due to the iron defender. And Bane. Uh, does Bane make disadvantage or just nerfs no, the just attack nerfs, also? nerfs the roll by a d4. All right. Do you want to know this number, Karakun? It yeah, is. I do. All right. Well, I rolled a four on the die. Uh, the <laughs> skeleton has a plus four attack. That's an eight. I rolled a four on the Bane die. So that is a my eight <laughs> minus four is four to hit Karakun. Do I roll a, uh, what do I roll? You tell Just me the armor nothing. class is higher. Oh, that's 11. I'm sorry, it's 11. I beg your pardon. He, is no, he swipes in the air in the general vicinity of Karakun. Karakun, you're not entirely sure if the skeleton was attempting to attack you or engaging in some kind of, uh, you know... Interpretive dance. <laughs> yeah, there's some, some kind of performance arts. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Krong, a skeleton, continues to menace you. Also baned, but not disadvantaged. I will roll the bane die. Bane uh, oh, wow. I am getting really good at rolling that Bane die and really bad at rolling my d20. <laughs> uh, I can tell you, based on math, that I've rolled a 9 to hit you. That is <laughs> so. significantly less than my armor class. All right. Good news. It is your turn. All right. Step one, I am attacking the specter of King Lavendus. <laughs> Indeed. You should not be alive. Die, die, die. Double die. Uh, 21 to hit. That hits... Excellent. This is still a non-magical attack, mm-hmm. but I do continue to get my sneak attack because he is next to my pal Chomasa. And read Quarrel. And read Quarrel. So take 10 divided by 2 is presumably 5 damage. Mm-hmm. Got it. I will take a bonus action to use my cunning action disengage. Oh, and, and you can I disengage will... from both the skeleton and King Lavendus. I believe I just disengaged. Like, eh. Yeah. The heck with you guys. I'm going to leave. All right. Where are their living skeletons? Uh, there's the one right next to you, and there's the one that's kind of between Karakun and the wall. It's not right, I'm going to go. So, so there's, a, there's a variety of options that feature no living skulls. I went way or up, no unliving skulls. I went way up here on the side, kind of 
between a statue and the rock wall? Uh, I think with disengage, you only get half your speed. Um, is okay. that true? Am I making up rules? But I anyway, think you there's, are. there's plenty of chamber to go. And in fact, Krong decides to go further into the mausoleum cavern, uh, past the little stream, in closer to more statues, statues that have not yet murdered you. I'm not afraid of statues. I'm a completely different guy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm up here. All right. Sounds End good. My turn. Read Coral. All right. Um, I was thinking about healing Krong again, but he wandered off, so... <laughs> he didn't wander. He intentionally... He evaded and, and moved to a tactical uh, position. I am, I'm, keep stabbing me. I am mildly annoyed that Chill Touch is a ranged spell, <laughs> because it says touch in the title. Uh, so I I guess I should just... Actually, it's how Chomasa, how are you in terms of health? I'm down five points. I have 13 points. Hmm. I say attack. All right. I just, I guess I will just attack with my halberd. And even though I can't. None of you, none of you have magic weapons, correct? I have a magic weapon. My arm oh. blade is magic. I mean, okay. is, uh, like, if I attacked with chill touch, I would have disadvantage. Oh, but I have inspiration. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I am going to use my inspiration to ca- cancel out the disadvantage for casting a ranged attack in his face. You could technically roll first and, uh, Oh, that's is true. that how that works? I don't think you cancel out so much as you could re-roll. I don't know. Well, you, I think. Yeah, how does that work? What is Monty's going to say? Uh, I say if you use inspiration that gives you advantage, that cancels out the disadvantage and you roll normally. Yeah. If you roll, does inspiration? Okay. That's my understanding. I thought inspiration let you re-roll. Um, is it technically giving you advantage? I yeah, inspiration so, gives I'm you not advantage. The DM. You look it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm doing that now. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> Hold your bluff. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I am curious about this, so. There's a lot. Unfortunately, I think I did not uh, search correctly, so I'm getting a lot of information about the nature of inspiration just in one's life. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a nice font. Papyrus and a picture of a beach. Yeah. Uh, inspiration is a token that you spend to gain advantage on a roll, and that is it. Mm-hmm. So it would so, yeah. cancel out the... Uh... Yep. All right. So I am casting Chill Touch. I wave my hands around, probably just one hand, and uh, and a, a ghostly hand appears. I'm gonna say right behind the uh, mm-hmm. uh, and taps him on the shoulder. Tap tap tap. All right. And as I do that, I say, "Today is your day." Except it's not because I rolled a three. What is? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the uh, even with my plus five and eight. It's probably not going to do it. I feel like you all are having a rough roll of the die. Yep. Uh, anything else, Reed Coral? No, unfortunately. Um, well, I mean, the... Nope, that's not only on a hit. So, yeah, I tried to assail it with a chill of the grave, but it's like, I've been feeling the chill of the grave for many yeah. years. Yeah, that so. is... <laughs> yeah. I live in a mausoleum, man. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool cat. Cool cat looks at the ghost of King Lavendus and sings... Old King Lavendus was a very bad king. He's going to be destroyed forever. Dissonant whispers. <laughs> oh <Yeah>. no. <laughs> um 13 wisdom saving throw. Okay. Five. <laughs> I'd like to request that the editor kinda 
put that sound behind a shot of the actual cool cat and just put that <laughs> right here, <laughs> block out the entire map with it for a little bit. Mm. Uh, what happens when I fail a saving throw against dissonant whispers? Well, King old King Lavendus is going to take uh, rest 14 psychic damage. Let me tell you, I'm just reviewing the things that uh, he is resistant and immune to. And the word psychic, not on this list. I feel like he's got a psyche, therefore. Yeah, but, uh... he's basically at this point, all that's left is psyche. So 14 psychic damage to King Lavendus. Yes, and he must immediately use his reaction to move as far away from me as his speed allows. Does Ooh, that provoke? Old King Lavendus. <laughs> I imagine it would. Mm-hmm. All right. Yay. He phases, he attempts to phase into the uh, mausoleum. And possibly this... out the other side because of, I don't know what his speed is, Tony. That's true. Uh, what is his speed? His speed is, he can fly 50 feet. It's a lot. <laughs> so, so he's at the back of the chamber, I guess? Well, or? I mean, he might be murdered by uh, Tomasa wow. and he goes Coral first. So he'll be back pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, so, I Tomasa, why don't you go first? Or actually, wh- whoever is ready, rolled, go first. And I rolled a three, oh, so I definitely don't hit. All right, Tomasa, roll a, a sword attack on King Lavendus. Uh, I I rolled, uh, I rolled nine. Okay, King Lavendus. Yeah, and I can roll, only do goes one 50 feet. We weren't what expecting was, that. <laughs> no, you were a little, like, little caught off guard. What was his, um, what was his saving throw roll again, Tony? It was, it was a like five. a five. Okay. Did you uh did you t- subtract Bane from that? <laughs> no. Just kicking him while he's dead. I want right, to so kick him while low. he's dead. It's so four. he yeah. <laughs> he fly he floats to the other side of the chamber. Only Krong is aware of where he is at this point. Krong, you you see a ghost panicking <laughs> retreating through the mausoleum. Um All right. Cool cat, you all done? You chased uh, away a ghost. I'm done. Some... All right. Uh, well, this is created an interesting scenario. Just uh, leave. King Lavendus floats over to the nearest opponent, which is Krong. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I'm enti- I'm not entirely sure how many of you are aware of this, because Krong has attempted to scamper into hiding in the darkness of the cavern. He's almost all the way behind the mausoleum, where King Lavendus finds him. Uh, it's unclear how many of you see this. Uh, K- King Lavendus, or at least his specter, kind of swoops down in the direction of Krong, and he is going to attempt to do a, um, a special attack on Krong. Ugh, stupid Bane. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> Bane! I have That's rolled what you got, Batman. a nine. <laughs> A nine to hit Krong. Oh, that's not going to hit me. No, it's not. All right. Karakun, back on the other side of the chamber where the other characters are in peril. It is still you. There is a skeleton still lingering over you, I believe. I've got witch um, bolt action going. And I believe it's not even an action. Like, you just do that. Yeah, so I'm going to roll a d12, I think. Yep. And you, yeah, okay. Do I add something to that? I had plus two. Just a d12. I got a six on it. All right, uh, Karakin, please describe how that lightning bolt destroys the skeleton. <laughs> well, it's amazing. I have lightning comes shattering out of my hand, 
and it accelerates this sort of bluish gold glow and the bones just start to disintegrate into dust and the skeleton collapses, disappear, just like sweeped across the ground. All right. It's pretty fun. Karakun, uh, that was not, you have, I think that was like, basically, was that a free action or a bonus action for you? Let's me examine my understanding (laughs) and let me go within and find out. Mainly, you you uh, you. you probably have a bunch of other stuff you could do this. I turn. can use. Oh, so I use my action to deal it automatically is what it says. So that uh, was an action. Ah, yes. okay. So, so that was it. your action. You still have a movement if you would like to move around. Now oh. that there's not a skeleton there anymore. I you could move closer to another skeleton. Well, I can, or you could stay where you are. <laughs> I have a bonus action, but I'm not sure it's worthwhile. No, it's only five foot range. I will move slightly closer over here so I can do that. All right. That's it. Smooped ten feet. Show Masa. There is yeah. no longer a specter in front of you. It's just you and no. your friend Reed Quirrell hanging out in front of a mausoleum. I point there's, there's a skeleton nearby. over there. I was like, I'm moving over to that skeleton. All right. And I rolled a seventeen. Slash on that skeleton. Roll some damage. Four points of damage. All right. And I'm getting my other sword in there. Yep. And that is 19. Yep. For eight points of damage. Okay, Chomasa, please tell me how you destroy that skeleton. (laughs) Okay, so I've got my two swords, and one goes, like, through their waist and cuts it in half, and the other one (laughs) chops its head off at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) The the skeleton is now three convenient travel size pieces. (laughs) If I decide to take it with me. Mm. Or any individual part of it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tomasa, you still have some movement if you want to move around. Um, uh, I'm going to move towards Krong. All right. Uh, we're here. Samson Jotham, there's no longer any skeletons within view of you. Yeah, I'm just going to try and work out if I can get anywhere near uh what's going on i can go 25 feet so oh just you i don't know if you want to cross that stream directly or take the long way around the stream well so uh, there's uh, a stream kind of moat around the mausoleum yeah he can get so to far that, you've he can get to that so far square by skirting the edges yeah sure so, I, so far you've mainly just seen specters float across this moat no one has explored how deep or cold it is well i i, I believe pascal has ip67 water resistance for half an hour uh, hmm. i will move here and I think they don't cover repairs on that, so it's kind of questionable. Yeah. Um, uh, and I will use my uh, dark vision to look up this uh, corridor and see exactly what is going on. You see a dragonborn that you recognize, a bugbear that you recognize, and a specter that you recognize. Well, since we know that... And a statue you've never seen before. Attack <laughs> <laughs> the statue. No. Um, well played. The, well... I can't actually do very much because let's see what do I have. You don't have an abacus you can throw at him. I do. <laughs> I do have an abacus or something new that is abacus like but different. Um, Some kind of calculator. Oh, uh, we, we, we're not that advanced yet. Um, I did consider launching Pascal with the catapult, but oh, I think that might damage Pascal. I think <laughs> like the the thing that is launched explodes into a million pieces. So. <laughs> So it's a one-time deal. <laughs> if it if if, if the uh, specter was very low on hit points, it would be a good sort of like uh, end uh, move. Uh, but I think not right now. Um, hmm. No, 
I'm thinking, can I catapult non-destructively Pascal next to the spectre? Uh, no, let's not do that. Um, I've got a short bow, however. Uh, I will try that as a right. weapon. Uh, I think piercing damage uh, worked. A short bow has an 80-foot range. so mm -hmm. That's uh, pretty much anywhere in the chamber. Oh, I rolled a natural 20. Uh, All right. Don't forget to use your plus four. double the damage die. So that's 2d6 plus 2. Uh, All right. So that is 5 and 1 and 2. So that's 8 damage. All right. The arrow flies through across the dark chamber near Krong and right through kind of like the extra wispy parts of the creature's head. It takes uh, 4 damage from that, I believe. Oh, Kadoke. All right, next would be Team Skeleton, but I believe well, we have a panda. They are no more. Oh, how far can a panda move? A panda can move uh, forty feet, so I can get mm. uh, not really. I can get one square away. Um, okay. Well, the panda advances. Yeah, I think Pascal is going to basically sit behind the statue. Sounds good. And that is me. Krong, you are face to face with the spectral form of King Levendis. There is the form of an ancient man, his face warped and racked by sorrow and suffering, and then a lot of wispy stuff going on. Um, he looks at you sternly, seeking to siphon your life energy. I have a question. Mm. When he tried to siphon me before, I'm assuming he did something like what we saw before, where he kind of swiped at me like that. Yeah. Yeah. How oh, many yeah. fingers were on his hand? Uh, five. <sighs> All right. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking. Just checking. Um, yep. <laughs> guess I'll attack him then. All right. With my rapier, is he? Nobody's within five feet of him but me. Man, I don't think so. Sorry, right, I couldn't quite make roking. it. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on the map, it doesn't look so like anybody's that. within five feet of him. Yeah. Seven to hit. Ugh. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's dark here, and he's, I he's have moving dark all vision. around. I live yeah. in the dark. So I was he, born in the dark. I mean, he lived... You're in his house, <laughs> um, or near his house. You're in his side yard. Um, Get off is, my lawn. All right, yeah. so I miss. Yes. I will take bonus action, disengage. Okay, and where I are have, you going? I have looked it up. It just says, if you take the disengage action, your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks for the rest of the turn. Correct. So, uh... One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to go down here. All right. You're tactically advancing back toward the door you came in, uh, leaving Thomas to fight the specter by herself. And as I come down, Thanks, I will make eye contact with Lord Marlin White Sparrow and give him kind of a. <laughs> you you want to get he hasn't really you? been feels like he should be oh. more actively involved in this oh lord uh lord marlon white sparrow starts looking for his rapier he's just been watching rapidly the whole time like kind of as if he forgot that there, this was a fight and not just like a play that he had he was attending that book you've been reading is there anything in there like a secret king code word to tell him to stand down he starts flapping through the book great no <laughs> i'm done great help Re great help <laughs> Thanks for thinking of that, <laughs> Krong. Read Coral. All right, I just I want to get to a point where I can see the specter. I can't Shouldn't remember be too hard. I can't remember who has light sources, but I think there were at least a couple of them. Um, I feel like he's the specter is probably pretty Chloe also. So okay, all right, then I'll come over here and now I don't have him 
standing right next to me. So I am going to use Chill Touch. All right. And once again, a ghostly hand appears right next to him. And instead of tapping on the shoulder this time, it's just going to like lay a hand on its shoulder. Mm-hmm. And say, today, today. Is hey, your buddy. Day. Hey, buddy. Are you, you know it's today? Are, are you saying that or is the hand saying that? I am saying that. Okay. I mean, the hand could like sign it to him. <laughs> it um, <laughs> um, that is, oh, what do I get for a plus on this? Uh, that's a 20 to hit. That hits. All right. So I get to do. 28. Oh, yay. Necrotic damage. Um, let's see. Do I get any plus to damage? I do not. Okay. So it is seven necrotic damage. I will tell you, uh, and perhaps this will, maybe this is an important lesson for, for clerics. Uh, it appears that the specter is immune to necrotic damage. I thought that damage. might be the case. However, he is undead. It is important. Not to all know. undead creatures are immune to necrotic damage. Right. You're, you know, you're fancier ones. Basically, I may have skeletons. I, I may have, you know, even known that possibly. Mm-hmm. But uh, the most important part of this is when you hit an undead target with this spell, it has disadvantage on attack rolls. Oh, I guess just against me until the end of my next turn. Okay, I should have gotten closer. But, uh, but yeah. So. so it has it has been chill touched. Yeah. Um, How far did um, I move? One, two, three, four, five. I'll get a little bit closer. This symbol represents chill touch. Um, it's also still baned, amazingly. Um, all right, cool cat. Old King Lavender is a very bad king. But cool cat, can you see him from where you are? <laughs> sure. Okay. Or, or if you would like me to move slightly, I can move slightly. I'd like you to move. I just want to make sure you still know how to move. Uh, he's even worse when he's a ghost. He's even worse when he's a ghost. Oh, Dissonant no. whispers. All right. Is uh, that a wisdom? 13 wisdom we save singing. minus Bane. Minus Bane. I keep rolling fours on the Bane. Yay. Um, I did roll pretty well on the wisdom I got, even with minus four. I got 15. Oh, well, then you're going to take half psychic damage from Dissonant Whispers. Oh, wow. Dissonant Whispers is powerful. Which is nine damage, so you'll take four psychic damage. Uh, King Lavendus is starting to look really, like, extra translucent. (laughs) His his alpha levels are all messed up, is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Cool Cat, all set? Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's it for Cool Cat. All right, King Lavendus is here. King Lavendus glides forward and sees Chomasa as the next target. Uh, Chomasa, this may be very bad for you. Uh, King Lavendus reaches out and he's like, he's kind of like grasping wispily in your direction, and you feel like something inside you being like pulled forward. I I will point out that Chomasa is next to Pascal, which I believe means that this will be at disadvantage. Is that to all attacks? Uh, this is a spell attack if it matters. It just says attack roll. All right, that's that. That's this. I'm rolling two d twenty. I'm rolling the bane die. <sighs> yeah, that's not good. So <laughs> I believe I rolled. Not good for me. <laughs> not good for. I will tell you, one of the die is great. The other die is <laughs> is equal to the number I rolled on a bane on the bane die. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, you got. I rolled a four versus uh, Chomasa with all of the things taken into account. So uh, your aura snaps back into place, and King Lavendus glares at um, Sansom Jotham, and then Cool Cat, and then Pascal. <laughs> Karakun, you are way back on the other side of the chamber, uh, um, but True. you see. You see the spectral form of King Lavendis uh, harassing your Dragonforge friend. Very much true, that statement. I'm trying to figure out what I should... Uh, can I cast Witchbolt more than twice in a... Uh, I've got three slots. Three slots. I've used I don't know how many spell slots you had left I, I have after all your previous situations well, today. I've only cast it twice, so I have a third slot. According to but this. have you cast other spells? I have not cast other spells. Really? No. Oh. Just Witch Bolt twice, but I was able to reuse it as an action without casting it again on that okay. uh, second turn. So I think, well, but it's only 30 feet. I'm more than 30 feet away. You're going to have to get closer. But you can move. Uh, does that give me disadvantage? Doesn't matter, right? Or does it? Doesn't matter. Okay, I'm going closer. And then I'm going to cast, uh, whoops. Then I'm going to cast Witch Bolt, I think, again. So I will. I think it is my most effective. Uh, so I rolled a three and a 12. I don't know why you rolled twice. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, am I supposed to roll once for uh, attack? Yes. Yes. Oh, well, the first one was a three. So there we go. All right. A witch bolt hits the cavern far above King Lavendus. Starts shaking some stalactites. Now you're out of spell slots. Good luck. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is a good time to review your cantrip list. You could cast light on things. Uh-huh. You probably you got poison you, spray, which you got work poison. with uh, a yeah. poison spray. I got a mage hand. Does a mage hand slap him about a little mage bit? Hand, your go... mage hand could high five with my spectral hand, but Ooh, they yeah. won't yeah. do any good. good. Yeah. Uh, Chomasa, the spirit of King Lavendus, hovers over you, trying to threaten your aura, but held in place by Bane. It's also still got some chill touch going on. Um, what will you do? I I will get my swords out. Here we mm-hmm. go. Check and wait. The first one was a nine. Plus something, or just nine? That's nine. That was with the plus. Uh, so it's, it cuts through the wrong part of the ghost. <laughs> and the second one was 12. The AC of King Lavendus, not many people have been targeting his armor class, is 12. <gasps> okay. So that is six points of damage. Which gets halved to two, three points of damage. King Lavendus is not looking good. He's, the face starts to have kind of a look of fear upon it. Tomasa, do you have any other things you can do as a bonus action or anything? Yeah, we can move backwards <laughs> a no, little bit. Usually you can't. Oh, like just as my move? Oh, right. I, they would attack well, could, me. It would, yeah, yeah, he would attack you. Right. You could, but a ghost might kill you. Right. Um, so. so I'll just stay. All right. Samson Jotham, the oh, specter oh, of King Lavendus, looks like not much is keeping him tethered to this plane. Well, as the one person who brought a magical weapon to this fight. Mm, finally. I, I have finally one too. I just will have roll an attack. Well, well, you've needed it the whole time. No one has done it. Needed it. No, casting Bane was the correct call. Yeah. Yeah, casting Bane was huge. And then just yeah, um, casting Bane on the on the boss for the at the first round, like an hour and a half ago, was huge. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so arm blade because each uh, of his attacks probably would take down a, a creature but he has not successfully hit anyone yet 
So your glowing, majestic, magical arm blade. That's right, people. Literally, Sansom Dossom's arm is magic. The man with the magic arm, they call him. <laughs> and the um, magic panda. Yeah. All of us. Not actually magic. No, Rolling panda's panda. technology. <laughs> um, I have rolled uh, 14 plus 5, 19. It's indistinguishable wow. for magic. Your Jason. blade slices into the ghost of King Lavendus. And Roll me some damage. Does eight damage. Eight damage, which does not get divided in half in any way. And uh the 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 shape of of King Lavendus's spirit seems to kind of shimmer and twist. Uh and it it kind of changes. Like it's no longer like you see like this darkness melting away from him, and then suddenly there's just kind of a uh Sixth finger? No, there's just kind of a just kind of a a, a somber looking old man uh, wearing a crown, staring at you, looking a little bit confused. You know, the bottom part Do of I... him is still kind of kind of translucent, but he does not look tormented or r- racked with pain or horror. And he seems to kind of look around at you with some realization, and he kind of spots Lord Marlin at the back of the room, still flipping through his book, and says, <laughs> "Oh." Sorry about that. I just woke up. I'm a little a little disoriented. Do I know what has happened? Because if I think he's still undead, I'm going to keep attacking him. Uh, roll me... Religion? <laughs> I mean, yeah, roll We're me some kind of religion. still in initiative order, King. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. Where's my religion? That's an That's... 11. Uh, you know, it seems like there was probably some kind of... Uh, darkness to the king's spirit uh and you know kind of this torment and anger and confusion at having been you know in lived in a mausoleum for centuries um and you have kind of separated that and what seems to be left is kind of a pale confused but ultimately benign apparition apparition though yeah hmm. ghost yeah i mean i think i think apparition is uh, a subset of ghost, if not a cousin of it. I feel like uh, it's now my does... duty to make sure that this thing crosses the veil and and he doesn't you know. look hostile. Mm, I don't well. care if he's hostile. I care <laughs> if he's undead. Okay, pa- oh, Pascal is a religious warrior. He's Pascal is kind of looking around, like, what should I do? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just I never had guess. I I I don't. That was that was not appropriate of someone of my stature. Please forgive me. Perhaps I can show you around. Perhaps you should cross over and be with your god. Oh, I would like to. I just, I carry so many worries with me of the kingdom I founded. And perhaps, perhaps you can tell me. You, 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 sir. You look like you, you carry the the white sparrow blood in your veins. Yes, I can, I can sense it. And Lord Marlon, I white sure sparrow. do. Lord, hey. <laughs> Ooh, Disturbing. backstory, canon. <laughs> Lord Marlon White Sparrow steps forward, and I am almost tricked into conversing two sides of a conversation again. Um, yes, yes, yes. I I think I am, well, I, I guess I'm, well, about 13 generations down, but I do. And the, and the ghost says, oh, please, I, I put so much of my, my blood and sweat into founding that keep and building up my kingdom, and surely the White Sparrow kingdom must, must extend for many, many, many leagues and lord marlin says well 
I mean, not 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 exactly. It's hard to put an exact figure on how many leagues. I, I'm starting to feel like we're in the middle of some family business. I'm starting yeah. to start to back out of the chamber. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, of, uh... And we just pick up our reward on the way out the door. Yeah, that, uh, King Lavendis kind of gestures, and the doors to the mausoleum kind of swing open um, for you to to inspect. And he's continuing to kind of uh, harangue uh, Marlon White Sparrow. Uh, well, oh, surely you are, you've uh, taken us from, from king to, to emperor, no doubt. And he's like talking at us. Well, not exactly. It's, it's, it's been complicated. You know, there's really, the civilization is very different. And uh, they start to kind of go I on a little walk around the cool, mausoleum. Cool, he's like, cool, cool, well, <laughs> hopefully someone, someone dealt with that, that gosh darn hand statue. That thing always got to me, gave me a headache. Ask and, about that. And, <laughs> yeah, who and, built that thing? Get back and, here. And, 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 and Marlon is like, oh, yes, certainly. I'm, I think that was taken care of long before my time. Um, so, was it uh, here it, when you started? <laughs> Tell us everything. How many fingers did it have when it was giving you headaches? It's, uh, six. Uh, six, he says. Yes, yeah, so, oh, you've. Your, you've read the stories of the hand, I see. I'm glad that that's no longer a problem for the people. <laughs> So, uh, that was the one mistake we made was building the, you know, there was a reason why these fertile farmlands and, and forests full of game were no one had settled here. It's because of that stupid hand um, inside the mausoleum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not going in the mausoleum. I'm like staying super close to this ghost. And as often as I um, can, I want to make a roll to see if there's something I can do to get rid of it. Well, I'll go yeah. inside that mausoleum. Sounds cool. Yeah. Inside the okay, mausoleum. All right, so several of you go in, several of you perhaps do not wish to go in. Uh, inside the mausoleum, there are uh, kind of giant, ornate stone sarcophagi of King Lavendus and his immediate family. Uh, and just it's just right there out in the open, placed on top of the sarcophagus that, you know, I mean, I guess you had to be a ghost to get into the mausoleum, is the jeweled crown of the first Lord of Whitesparrow, which is the crown that Marlon Whitesparrow has been seeking. There are also several other items of value. I, um, I think the- Pascal leaps up and takes the crown. Uh, okay. Technically, you like that's like the one thing that Lord Marlon Whitesparrow wants, and it's the whole reason you're doing this adventure. Lord Marlon Whitesparrow sees you do that and is eyeing you nervously. Uh, there are also around the mausoleum, I'll just tell you, um, there's uh, on some of the other kind of sarcophagi, uh, there's some other items that look like they probably have material value. There's a jeweled necklace uh, for the uh, the queen of White Sparrow, Lavendus's wife, Asara. So Asara White Sparrow, there's a jeweled necklace on top of her, uh, her, her, her sarcophagi. And then there's little silver busts of each of his children on their, uh, on their sarcophagi that are, really you know, like- big... Big tomb chunks ra- of silver. Yeah, I really uh, like tomb raiding. I think things could be cursed. Well, uh, uh, a currently or... alive king of White Sparrow, do you want to establish a precedent of the royal tombs being looted by later generations? <laughs> yes or no? Uh, Marlon says, "Well, I think he would want us to have it." And the the ghost goes, "I'm right here." And yes, please, <laughs> I don't care for material things anymore. Okay. Um, All right, and in fact, let's grab all this stuff. Woo-hoo. In that case, uh, I'm fine. But Lord it. Marlin says, uh, "Excuse me, the crown is, of course, uh, mine." But I did, I believe, I did, I did offer you uh, whatever other riches we find along the way. Um, so, who is? I'm going to go inside and see if I see if I think that there's anything I can do, like at his gravesite, to uh, mm-hmm. like. I mean, I have ceremony as yeah. as a ritual, but that does none of the things in there seem like they're 
mm-hmm. perfect to send it him on like his way. It seems like he wasn't put to rest properly the first no. time. Maybe yeah. you can yeah. give it another shot. I'm going to wiggle his, his sarcophagus a little bit. <laughs> Re- reboot his sarcophagus. Yeah, try um, unplugging the ghost. King Levendis, <laughs> what unfinished business do you have? You know, I feel like this is it. I just needed to know that that hand had oh. been dealt with and that my totally my, my reign had prospered. And, you know, I would like to, you adventurers who have stood stood well uh, next to my, my descendant here, uh, I would like to give you something. He kind of fishes around in his ghost pockets. Uh, and he's like looking And there. what about that foot? Did you guys have that foot when you were alive? <laughs> yeah. There's a big foot up there now, too. <laughs> Um, I, I quietly try on the necklace. <laughs> who is uh, who was keeping track of treasure for this team? Somebody was. Maybe Cool Cat. Yeah. I think it was Jason. Hey, Jason, do you have a, a list of stuff you picked up along the way? I don't think we got it. We, we haven't really gotten we anything in this much. adventure. That's nope. Yeah, we just keep seeing room we got, we got some, there was yeah. sentient wine. There were wine we got, bottles that were valuable, but maybe you didn't care about. We were um, going right, we to pick them up right. on the way out. All right. Yeah, I will tell you, wine. the necklace is worth 75 gold pieces. And there's mm-hmm. four silver busts that you could sell for 50 each. So that's 200 each. Or 200 that total. That's not much for an ancient necklace known to be owned by royalty with Honest, impeccable profit. Honestly, that makes it harder to fence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're not fencing it. The ghost gave it to us. And the ghost, yeah, so, uh, the ghost of King Lavendus, first lord of White Sparrow, fishes around in his pockets, which is a little weird because he's kind of like, just kind of has like a wispy trail below the waist. And he fishes out. Uh, he holds out in his hand. It appears to just be a pebble. I'll take it. I like yeah, pebbles. Is it shiny? It. Is it shiny? I, you know, I feel like I feel like Reed Coral is probably uh, kind of the one conversing with him. So you might have the first, you know, first thing. I'm not taking anything from a ghost. So. All right. Unless uh, like unless there's something about it like that radiates goodness or something. I it looks shiny. It. So Reed Coral hesitates. Does somebody want to yeah. snatch the pebble from the ghost cool, hand? Yeah. Cool cat grabs it's it with his mascot hand. Snatching hands. it. Oh, uh, you know what? Tiny though, I could. I yeah, cool cat. Dexterity rolls. Cool cat can't pick up a pebble. This is a kidding. Yeah, this is a great way to end, end an adventure. It all comes down to this: cool cat and Karakin opposing sleight of hand checks. <laughs> uh, what do I roll? Just roll a d twenty, and you have a sleight of hand or modifier, or at least a dex modifier. Uh, I got a sixteen on the roll, and my dexterity is plus one. 17, cool cat. 17 is the number to beat. 13. 13. There's a little bit. You guys are doing the thing where there's like one hand on top of each other, and then there's like confusion. Somebody starts a game of three card Monty. Um, and possibly Monty. Possibly. And I, at the I end. I was scared of, and became confused. At the end of the Scrabble, uh, Karakun, uh, you're holding a polished agate. Uh, uh, all right. So. Um, I think at this point it is probably time for Reed Quarrel to conduct a ceremony to allow uh, the specter of King Levandus to move on. And it's also uh, Karakun might want to uh, roll some kind of arcana check to determine what the nature of this pebble is that he got. Okay, I would like to determine the nature of this pebble. I'm yep. now also checking out like the inside of this tomb because like before, like the only thing that's going to keep me away from a cool tomb hmm. is an actual ghost. <laughs> yeah. So. I rolled I rolled a four and I have plus two on Arcana, so I don't know what the hell it is. You know, it feels it's a pebble. Lo- it feels lucky. So I don't know. It's the um, first stone you've gotten from a ghost. Uh read Quarrel. Um yeah, I'm just looking around. Uh did you want me to roll Still? so I got a uh where's my first 
So I got like a 10 on a perception check just to check out. You know, the, it's uh, it is a nice it is a nice mausoleum. Clearly, uh the the White Sparrows had a decent amount of wealth to them that they uh, were able to have such a fancy interment here beneath uh their keep. Uh it doesn't seem like there's anything else worthy of note, but it is, you know, you take in the uh the majesty of the construction and the detail of the uh the carvings and etchings on the wall and uh it's pretty good. Take a rubbing. Yeah, you take a rubbing. Uh and I think all that is left is for you to use your is it ceremony the name of your ritual to allow the the spirit of yeah, King Lavendus to move on. None of the things that it specifically does are actually that, but like there yeah. is a funeral, right? He doesn't have a corpse anymore exactly, but I will I will do that. And I do have one spell slot left for it, so. All right. And it takes it takes an hour, so settle in for my sermon. I'm hey, am I still the hearing uh, I'm still wearing crying children. Oh yeah. Oh, double might help. Nope, not unrelated. <laughs> Why? Why did you think that? <laughs> optimism. Yeah, optimism. Uh, that's just how some people go through life, Monty. They think this. Surely this pebble will help me with my horrible curse. <laughs> I picked up. I picked up. All right, so it takes an hour as uh, Reed Quarrel really gets into uh, conducting a proper uh, ceremony to cleanse the negative spirits from this mausoleum and turn it into a proper place of rest for these disturbed spirits. There's a lot of like side eye at you know yeah. implied at whoever did this in the first place. Because, yeah, like is there any call and answering in this, or is it just the other people are just spectating? Yeah, do we have to stand up and sit down at the right times? Uh, I'm going to say you don't have to stand up and sit down, but you do have to. Uh, there is some call and answer. All right. Yep. Okay. So an hour later, you have the benefits of a short rest. And also with you. Yes. <laughs> King Lavendus kind of gives you all a stern but appreciative nod as he slowly phases uh, out of existence and moves on to his proper resting place. And, you know, we have Hayden Christensen. Yeah. King is at rest. At rest. We've, we've learned a lot about the White Sparrow family and some of the complicated choices they have made. Uh, Lord Marlon White Sparrow is, you know, maybe learned more than he wished to, but hopes that he will rule in a more kind and just and hopefully more successful way than some of his previous ancestors. Uh, Karakun continues to hear the sound of crying children always, but now he has a small rock. So I'm saying some money I can I'll get some it is evened out uh several chambers have gone unexplored here beneath White Sparrow Keep but you are able to return with your lives and are hailed by Lord Marlon White Sparrow exclusively as the champions of White Sparrow um and uh you know uh Krong has a has a has a demon in his Rolodex so many things were accomplished each of you gain half a level from where you are did anyone level up me, I did. What half are you now, Krong? Yeah, three. Yeah, each. I was e- level three, so I guess I'm three and a half. I you are now three no and a half. Each no adventure idea. that you were in was a level. Uh, Karakun, I believe you are now level three. Yay! And I got a pebble. So, and you have a pebble, which you may later roll again to try and, like, next adventure to try and recognize and figure out what it is doing and for you. How much does it cost Until to get then, him cured of of his it's curse? Like Ninety. 90 gold pieces, which may be a good share of his uh, money on the way out. <laughs> Somebody gave me um, some money there. Right. I'm going to assume that you, you know, Mar- Marlon White Sparrow is anger to, eager to get uh, back to the surface, so you take a pretty direct route. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you, you cleared out that wine cellar. I will t- tell you that there is a good... Let me do some math here, multiplying things. I'm literally using PCAL to do math. Um, 
<laughs> Let's say that there's another 250 gold pieces worth of wine that you can fence that uh, Lord <laughs> Mar- Marlon Whitesmer. I don't know, because you guys are shady. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Boy, I, I would like to. Evil. I'm going to point out that I, I also vowed that I would come back at some point to uh, to cleanse the, the terrible bathroom. All right. So, you may, you'll have someday. to make arrangements to do okay. that. Yeah, Every, yeah, yeah. Everybody here gets 90 gold pieces after we sell it, Ooh. which means that Karakon has exactly enough to cure the yes. horrible, horrible cries. I've got 20 and, in my inventory, so I have still yeah. money left. And a All pebble. Right, you, so. And a pebble. Don't, and, don't forget about that. I'm adding that to my inventory now. And Pascal has been carrying the crown in his mouth for the whole way back up. All and right. Just and kind Lord, of Mar- Lord Marlin and him. Yeah, no, kind he of kind of flips over. it up and then it lands on his head. For, you know, about 30 seconds. And then uh, Lord Marlin probably grabs it off. Takes the top. it, yep. <laughs> That's where the freeze But for that 30 seconds, episode. he was the yeah. king. <laughs> well, all that is left is for me to thank our adventurers for playing yet another mini adventure here on Total Party Kill. As a reminder, the name of this adventure was A, a Gleam in the King's Eye. It's available as part of the fantastic adventure uh, set of PDFs you can get from Sly Flourish. They really are great. I recommend these, especially if you're looking to run a short adventure with some friends either you know in person depending on when you listen to this or online via roll 20 or skype or something like that these are fun low-level adventures that i think are a great way to uh to get into some D. if you've been listening to total party kill and are like i want to do this uh allow me to thank our players james thompson thank you for being here again oh thank you for having me uh apparently arm blades are worth having mm. monty ashley always a delight thank you for having me tony well run Erica Ensign, the most helpful player there is in Total Party Kill. That's why I try to make sure you're here as much as often. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. It was uh, it was fun to be super goth. Uh, Jason Snell, our erstwhile leader and uh, spooniest of bards. Total Party Kill is Tony Party Kill. <laughs> uh, Annette Weirstra, thank you for increasing our Canadian quotient. I'm just happy I get to live and fight another day. <laughs> Indeed. And uh, last but not least, Glenn Fleischman. Thank you. I can't believe we tricked you into doing this. It's been a joy. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I didn't die and I got a pebble. Yeah. Well, friends, thank you for listening to Total Party Kill. We'll see you in the future for another adventure, be it mini or not so mini. Goodbye, nerds. <laughs>